This is the Sunday Messages podcast from Cedar Valley Unitarian Universalists in Cedar Falls, Iowa, and I'm your host, Kat Bean Hansen. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Today's message comes from our service on Sunday, February 19th, 2023. Pastor Emma Peterson delivers a message, Return to Stardust, an Ash Wednesday sermon. This coming Wednesday will mark our Christian siblings' observance of Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday begins the 40-day period of Lent, the somber observance of Jesus Christ's time in the wilderness preceding his death. Those of us who don't observe the day might only realize it's come around again when we encounter others in the grocery store or the post office who appear to need to wash their faces. The Methodist church that raised me did not observe Ash Wednesday, though I learned years later that most Methodists do. During my junior year at Bennington College, I recall going to the office of a professor of mine for his office hours. We sat down, and I'm always the type to alert even strangers to spinach in their teeth or toilet paper stuck to their shoes, and so I gently told him he had dirt on his forehead. Oh, he replied, these are my ashes. It's Ash Wednesday. I recall feeling chagrined about the ignorance, especially because I considered myself to be one of the few students at Bennington who had a, though relatively secret, internal spiritual life. During this time at Bennington, the institution was ranking number one in Princeton Review's list of colleges where students ignore God the most. The college president at the time was Liz Coleman, an atheist notorious for launching into anti-Christian screeds during board meetings and public events. Shortly after I graduated, the professor who wore his ashes to school was fired, and he alleged faith-based discrimination. I knew only one outspoken Christian student during my time there, And when I graduated, I was the only student in recent history to attend seminary after graduating. Ash Wednesday wasn't significant to my own spiritual practice until I became a chaplain. It was then during my hospital residency that the fragile membrane between life and death came fully into my awareness. I learned, too, that Ash Wednesday is the busiest day of the year for a hospital chaplain. In the morning, we were each given a small pot of ash, and off we went to go room to room, offering ashes to each patient we encountered. By the end of the day, we were all covered in a thin layer of black dust, our finger pointers of our dominant hands cramping slightly from a day of repetitive motions. One of the most sacred moments of my life occurred in my first year of chaplain work. 
in an empty conference room before entering the locked psychiatric ward at Hartford Hospital. I loved working on the psych unit, and I took it to heart when on my first day, the senior chaplain counseled me, the only difference between you and the people on the other side of that door is that you have a key to get out. There, the man with a 40-year tenure of psychiatric chaplaincy traced his arthritic finger across my forehead, speaking my name in a soft whisper, reminding me that I came from dust and to dust I would return. I offered him the same gesture in return, awed at the responsibility of reminding this man who I so admired of his own fragile temporary existence on this earth. Our own foreheads smudged, we entered the ward where we invited the patients to line up to receive their own reminders of their mortality. From that moment, Ash Wednesday took its prominent place in my spiritual life, a dusty, sacred reminder that life is precious and fleeting. That my own affinity for Ash Wednesday grew up in separation from the church itself makes a fair degree of sense. A quick Google search of Bible verses related to the day bring up verse after verse about human lowliness, sinful behavior, and God's punishing inclinations towards God's creation. Ashes tend to represent repentance, self-abhorrence, and mourning in the Bible. The creation story in Genesis 2 states that God formed the first human being from the dust on the ground, breathing the breath of life into Adam's nostrils. Much Christian commentary connects the dust of our creation to our inherent loneliness. Dust and ash are the smallest particles, the stuff we sweep off our floors and into the garbage, the stuff that Jesus himself counsels his disciples in Matthew, that if anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. Writing on a UU Pagan's perspective of Ash Wednesday, Reverend Catherine Clarenbach writes, We are children of earth. She will be our tomb as she has been our cradle. We are born of the dust of the earth, of soil and bugs, of butterflies and beetles. As the seventh principle of Unitarian Universalism reminds us, we are all apart, all interbeing, as Thich Nhat Hanh says, of the interconnected web of existence. I fully embrace the ceremonial emblem of connection with the close and holy darkness of earth, but there is a historical diminishment of earth in the Christian tradition. There is the historical sense that to be of dust is to be less than or to be worthy only of being trampled upon. To be associated with earth to be earth and to return to earth is to be the lowest of the low. 
There's nothing wrong with a little humility, but often as many of us have experienced firsthand, the whole low humility, repentance, penitence thing gets taken to an absurd, unhealthful, even abusive degree. So the Reverend Clarenbach proposes a corrective. In addition to the traditional words spoken on Ash Wednesday, she says, remember you are a child of earth and of starry heaven. Reverend Clarenbach's perspective of Ash Wednesday is a cosmic one, reminding us that our very particles come from stardust. We are made of the same materials present at the Big Bang. We are stardust, and to stardust we will return. It is likely because I am a Unitarian Universalist, and I was a Unitarian Universalist when Ash Wednesday made its way firmly into my heart, that I have always understood the ritual as a reminder of our cosmic celestial origins. Around the time I was called here, my UU colleagues in ministry were incorporating glitter into Ash Wednesday. They were mixing glitter into their ashes, reminding us we come from the stuff of the cosmos, and it was our destiny to one day return to the stars from whence we came. This return to ash or to stardust is likely as impactful as it is because the concept of everlasting life through Christ has never been terribly appealing to me. I, for one, look forward to my eventual return to the earth, to the moment where the energy that comprises my body and my consciousness returns to the source from whence it was created when my material body becomes some new thing. The first law of thermodynamics, also known as the law of conservation of energy, states that energy can neither be created nor destroyed. Energy can only be transferred or changed from one form to another. The unified cell theory states that all living things are composed of one or more cells, The cell is the basic unit of life, and new cells arise from existing cells. Albert Einstein's most famous theory, E equals mc squared, tells us that matter, cells, and energy are two partners engaging in the same dance. Our bodies are comprised of cells which contain energy that cannot cease to exist. It can only change the form in which it presents itself. Our bodies, like all living systems, are open systems. We are constantly transferring our energy in and out of our physical forms, exchanging and dispelling through various natural processes. An atom is the smallest constituent unit of ordinary matter. I'm made of atoms, you're made of atoms, and we're all in this together. So sings Ben Lee. We contain a universe within a universe. And that energy which originated during the Big Bang is still around, making up every other unit of energy that exists now and will ever exist. Therefore, the essence of your energy 
the stuff of which you are made will exist in some form for eternity. Not a single bit of any of us is ever truly gone. Our energy and our atoms become something else, forever changed by the essence of who we were. Remember, you are stardust. You are composed of the energy created at the beginning of the universe. And to stardust, you will return. One of the blessings of Unitarian Universalism is the opportunity to hold on to whatever spiritual musings speak to your soul and to disregard that which once caused you harm. The Bible-thumping insistence that any person who rejects Jesus will spend an eternity regretting their choices caused great distress in me as a child. I had Jewish friends and I had Buddhist friends and the thought that Jesus would send them all to hell literally kept me up at night. And I observed from my earliest years how wounding theologies of lowliness and self-sacrifice truly were. It was distressing being told Sunday after Sunday how unworthy I was of God's gracious love. How lucky we all were that Jesus died on the cross. How grateful we should all be that God sacrificed his own son for a helpless, hopeless, depraved humanity. Ugh. Those were the things I left behind when I left the Methodist church that raised me. For a time, I abandoned all of it, even the beautiful parts, the parts about God's love and Christ's message of radical social transformation of a broken world that still felt true and felt holy. It was in that moment that I described in that empty conference room early on Ash Wednesday morning that welcomed me back to the awe-inspiring beauty of our fleshy impermanence. It was the arthritic finger of a psychiatric chaplain whispering my name with the same love and reverence. I imagine God whispered my name at my birth. With the same love and reverence, God whispers each of our names as we arrive temporarily into this world. The ashes tell us this, that we, you, are beloved by God, created by the life breath that is the life breath for all creation. Beloved, special, holy in your own right, and impermanent, mortal, fleshy, and fragile. Remember, you are stardust, and to stardust you shall return. We all return to the great I am. We all return to the source that created us. Life is precious and fragile and sacred sacred, sacred. The last three years have placed our collective fragility front and center. These times have called us away from one another, isolated us in fear and self-concern. Dust 
never felt closer. Beloveds, may you be blessed with the wisdom that your life is precious because it is temporary. May you find comfort in the blessing of each moment. May you move through your fear towards radical love. May you remember, beloved, that you are dust and to dust you shall return. Amen and blessed be. This has been the Sunday Messages podcast from Cedar Valley Unitarian Universalists. The music is by Nathan Moore. If you want to learn more about the CVUU, visit our website at www.cedarvalleyuu.org and you can also find us on Facebook or Instagram at Cedar Valley UU. We welcome visitors from anywhere to virtually attend our services on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Central Time. If you'd like to learn more about joining us for a service, send us an email at cvuupodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.